Well, good evening, everybody. It's been a it's been a big weekend. Lots going on. First, I just want to give some love to our football team. I know Saturday was a tough way to end the season, but you guys are good men, and that's what matters. So don't forget that. Second, we just came off of our fall search retreat, and it was a beautiful weekend. And honestly, a humbling one for me, because seeing students striving for their faith in a deep way makes me check myself as a priest. All right, I know I may, I may have theology in my head, but I, I need to be striving just as the students did this weekend. So thank you all who helped with that and those who attended it, and keep up the good work. One of the most beautiful things that I've been privileged to do as a priest is to anoint people as they approach death. It's this incredibly intimate moment where I I get to bring the love of Jesus Christ to those who are about to meet him face to face. And while everyone responds and acts uniquely at the moment of their death, I would say that generally there are two types of encounters that I've had while anointing people. The first is that there are those who are at peace. And I would really say prepared to meet the Lord, trusting in his mercy. These people know the Lord already on a deep level. And there's, there's one woman that comes to mind for me when I think about someone like this. Her name was Kathleen Hauck. She was one of our parishioners at Christ the King in Missoula. And she died this past spring. And there were a few times where I would go to visit her in the hospital because she was elderly and she had health issues. Actually, hilariously, her maiden name was Froelich, and she's like, I'm pretty sure I'm related to you. And I was like, Kathleen, I don't think you are. You just want a priest in your family. I know it, right? So, but it was always a peaceful conversation when I was with her. So I came to this place where I almost looked forward to going to see her in the hospital when I knew she was there. And the last visit I had, I was just sitting talking with her and she just really gently said to me, I feel so close to God. And then she died a week later. But she was ready. She had her lamp lit and her heart was prepared to meet the Lord. Now the second type of encounter that I have are those who are agitated and and restless as they approach death. It's almost as if something is weighing on them, as if they haven't done something that they needed to do in this life. But and they know it's already too late. I remember one guy I went into anoint. He was pretty out of it, but he could still hear and understand certain things. And when I got there, I think it was his daughter she touched his shoulder and she's like, Dad, the priest is here to anoint you. And when he heard that, he started to shift around in his hospital bed and his, his brow sort of furled and he was just agitated, anxious, not ready, not prepared to die. It, it was like he was fighting the inevitable. 
Brothers and sisters, the parable in the gospel today is telling us to be ready. To be ready to receive the Lord whenever and however he comes to us. Right? And while death is certainly one of those moments, the Lord is always near to us. He's holding us in existence and offering us grace and love at every single moment of our lives. And the question is, are we prepared to receive what he has at every single moment? Are our hearts there? I preached this about, about this to our searchers a little bit yesterday, but I just want to ask it again. Are the eyes of our hearts capable of seeing God act in everything that comes our way? Or do we just not look for him and then complain when, when things go poorly and ask him, where are you, Lord? Are we prepared for him at every moment, right? And we live in a world that intentionally tries to take our eyes away from the things that really matter. Social media, the worst. Careerism, politics, comfort. I could just do a whole homily for the next two hours naming things. Oh yeah, oh don't forget this one. Oh and that one, right? We know it, you name it, it's there. It takes our eyes away from the Lord. And if we focus on these things that are offered by the world, and we love them more than we love the Lord. How are we going to have enough oil in our lamps for when he comes? How are we going to see him clearly in our lives when we're looking another direction? When we're looking at something else? The truth is that if stuff, worldly things, becomes an idol to us, then we won't love God. But our love will be wasted on finite things, things that come to an end. I know it, it kind of seems mean that like the five wise virgins in the parable don't give some of their oil to the ones who have none, right? It's like, well, you have some extra, right? Why, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? We need to look at that in a certain light. There's this author, he's a, he's a priest now in Kentucky, I think. His name's Erasmo Lavia Maricakis, epic name, great writer, right? But he says that the oil in the lamps of the virgins is the love that they have stored up in their own hearts for the Lord. And, it, and when it comes to acts of love, you can't borrow somebody else's love and use it as your own, right? I can't be like, hey, hey, Mason, give me some of the love that you have for Jesus, right? And then be like, here, Lord, here's some of Mason's love. That counts, right? No, it, the love we have for Christ must come from our own hearts. It must be our own love. And each heart is made to love Jesus in a completely unique way. So the love you give can only be your own love. There's no way around that. So whether we have that love for him in our hearts 
or not depends on us. So the question of being prepared for the Lord boils down to this. Do I have enough love in my heart for Jesus to receive him when he comes to me? Do I know him well enough to be able to see him? Because, brothers and sisters, a time will come in our lives when Christ approaches us in a final way. Whether or not we're waiting for him with our lamps lit, with love, depends on how we have lived our lives. So this means that what we do right now has implications and that it matters a great deal. One of the biggest lies that the enemy tells us is that we have time, that we can do it later. I'll start to follow Christ when I settle down. I'll really get into my faith when I'm older. Brothers and sisters, if we solidify a life of distraction and blindness now, we're putting ourselves in great danger. How could one just suddenly expect to love God in an instant when all our love has been given to other things our whole lives? It's delusional. Now, I'm not saying that miracles can't happen and that God's not merciful. It's not true. But I am saying that we will follow and worship the things that we love. And if that's not God, we're putting ourselves in a bad place. The time to be prepared is right now. The time to love God is right now. The time to go deeper and deeper into that relationship with God, day by day, is right now, brothers and sisters. Right now. And with that love, excuse me, in doing that, we fill our lamps to excess and we fill them with a love that only we can give. Right? And with that love, we light a fire that will not go out. And God doesn't only desire this love from you, but he desires to give you his own infinite love in return. A unique love that's made for your own heart. So brothers and sisters, let's not miss out on the great adventure that this love has in store for our lives by distracting ourselves with a dying world. Let's give ourselves entirely to it so that when he comes, we can be with him eternally.